I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every three years, we read the Beatitudes on the Feast of All Saints, and it's hard not to hear those Beatitudes on this day as a list of instructions for how to become a saint. Do this and receive your reward. Be meek, inherit the earth. Be merciful, receive mercy. Be pure in heart, get to see God, and so on. If that's the case, well then, I know I've failed so far to become a capital S saint. But what if instead, instead of a to-do list, the Beatitudes are an invitation to imagination, an invitation to see, to imagine the kingdom of God? What if instead the Beatitudes are a challenge to the ways of the kingdom of this world? God's poetic description of the kingdom that is breaking in on us, of the kingdom God is even now inviting us into. This vision is a great reversal of the world standards where the powerful are lauded, the rich are held up as examples, and the successful plaster photos of themselves and their perfect lives on Facebook and Instagram. Instead, the Beatitudes are a dream, a promise that God's ways, God's priorities, God's loves are very different from those of the world. And Lord, how we need this vision right now. A time that seems determined to live the anti-Beatitudes, where the humble and the meek are run over, the mourning are mocked, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are scornfully snubbed as politically correct. Those who are merciful, pure in heart, and long for peace are seen as mere suckers. We need this beatitude vision right now, and, well, at all times, in this kingdom of the world. I invite you to enter this dream of God, this alternate Vision where those the world does not know or care about are the very ones who are blessed. This way of seeing is hard for us, but this vision is, I think, what makes a saint. You see, the saints do not ignore the world as it is, but they have a kind of double vision seeing the troubles of the world, its mixed up values, while still able to see the kingdom of God as the hope of what should be, of what is already breaking in, and then choosing to live there and by those values of blessedness rather than by the values of our tired old world. Saints are not goody two-shoes or super holy or even perfect. Rather, 
They are those who live entirely for Christ and as if the Beatitudes and the kingdom of God are as real as the cereal they ate for breakfast this morning. And that is why there's such a diversity of saints. They are entirely themselves, but live by the Beatitudes, live in the great reversal where the meek and the merciful, the peacemakers and the pure in heart are revered and honored and central. They align their lives with God's vision. And so during the litany of saints, we remember prophets and apostles, martyrs and evangelists, but we also remember theologians and educators, kings and queens, poets and musicians and artists, all of whom live in the realm of the Beatitudes rather than the realm of Caesar. It's easy for us, I think, to imagine that the saints are all alike holy, perfect, unfailingly good, never cranky. But in fact, they are as diverse as we who sit in this place. What unites them is their dwelling in God's vision of beatitude, their singular focus on Christ. As C.S. Lewis reminds us in Mere Christianity, until you have given up yourself to him, you will not have a real self. Sameness is to be found most among the most natural men, not among those who surrender to Christ. How monotonously alike all the great tyrants and conquerors have been, how gloriously different are the saints. Your real new self will not come as long as you are looking for it. It will come when you are looking for him. Just yesterday on NPR's Marketplace, I heard the story of someone who might be likened to a saint. Though working in a realm few imagine saints dwelling in. A businessman and investor, Bill Ackman, CEO of Pershing Square Capital Management. Now, Ackman may or may not be a Christian, I don't know, but he is using his unique self and gifts to live into a beatitude vision. He defies the amoral kingdom of Wall Street where the rich inherit the earth and the poor are derided. Ackman targets businesses engaged in harmful practices and then invests heavily in those businesses so that he has a voice as a shareholder to change their ways or shut them down. He also invests in companies that were once healthy but are now struggling so that he can help them be successful again so that they might continue to provide jobs for their employees and their communities. Can a businessman be a saint? He can if he has a vision that is greater than the world as it is. He can if he allows God to work through his life. 
You see, God glories in our uniqueness and we become saints by dwelling in God's vision, by allowing God to work through us for God's purposes. Tonight, as we process and chant the litany of the saints, we remember all those saints, capital S saints, who have gone before us, that great cloud of witnesses whom we can go to for help and who are our models in faith. But tonight, we will also renew our baptismal vows, remembering that we saints, lowercase s saints, we are made for holiness too. Whether we are lawyers or hairstylists, teachers or nurses or doctors, property managers or bankers, artists or poets, cooks or servers. We are called to grow in holiness, to see the truth of the world as it is, but to take on that double vision of seeing the world as God would have it, the kingdom of God, the, a kingdom of beatitude, where as ourselves, with our own skills, our own quirky personalities, we set our eyes on Christ, on the exemplars of the saints, and we live into the kingdom that God is dreaming for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.